Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I want to begin with the story of one of my teachers that influenced me greatly. Allah blessed me to study in Arabia for many years. And one of the people who probably had the most impact on me on a spiritual level uh, is a very famous scholar by the name of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen. He used to live in a small village, uh, Buraida, Uneza. And I studied with him uh, for one summer before he passed away. And I heard a lot of stories about him uh, from his students. And of course, I saw him one-on-one -on -one as well. One of the stories that his students told me, it happened before I came that summer, was in the 80s, the king of Saudi Arabia visited uh, the city of Uneza. And the sheikh was so famous that one of the very few people the king would visit in his house rather than the other way around. Generally speaking, the sheikh goes to the king uh, in that country. But Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen was so senior and so respected that the king visited Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen. And at that time, he used to live in a mud hut. This is back in the 80s. You know, the hut that would be constructed you know, in those days. So the king said, let me build you a new house. And our Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen had a very strict policy. No gifts from the king. And I have a lot of stories about that as well. He never accepted a penny from uh, the royal dynasty. So he said, I don't need a house. The king insisted. So he said, well, if you must know, Alhamdulillah, I am building a house in Salihiyah. He mentioned a, a neighborhood there. So the king then moved on the conversation and then left. His students said after the king left, Sheikh, we didn't know you're building a house in that neighborhood. That's way outside the city. Why would you do that? The Sheikh said, isn't the graveyard in Salihiyah? They said, yes. He said, I'm building a house for the Akhirah. Subhanallah. When I heard that story, what struck me was the philosophy or the paradigm of our Sheikh. That for a person to say that instantaneously when the king is there, this isn't something that just comes on the spur of the moment. On the contrary, clearly, this is a person who is thinking constantly about the real house that is being built. For that answer to just come impromptu indicates that such a person such a person is constantly thinking and preparing for the ultimate abode and this is what separates the mu'min or the muttaqi or the muhsin from most of us here Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in the Quran this is the hereafter and we give it to those who, who is it given to? Who is it given to? The one who strives for the hereafter, that person, his striving will be rewarded. The goal, the destination is in the hearts and the minds of the righteous people. These are the people, as Allah says, They are certain they're going to meet their Lord. They have no doubt they're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Allah say in the Day of Judgment? The people who get their book in the right hand, they pick it up and what do they say? I knew I would meet my hisab. This is the conviction that happens from the mu'min and the muttaqi. And this is why, dear brothers and sisters, today's short khatira will be about a topic that nobody likes to talk about, but it must be spoken of. And that is the inevitability of death. What really separates the mu'min, the muttaqi, the muhsin is the conscious and constant realization 
that this world is temporary and eventually we all have to leave. And that is why the Quran and Sunnah remind us to think of death. You know one of the most powerful verses in the Quran about da'wah which is rarely used? Allah says in the Quran, this is an early Meccan surah, Surah Yunus. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ فِي شَكِّمْ مِنْ دِينِي Say to mankind, if you doubt whether my religion is right or wrong, I don't worship your false gods, وَلَكِنْ أَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ الَّذِي يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ I am worshipping the God that will cause you to die. Our religion is true because the God that will cause you to die, subhanAllah, the kafir can deny Islam. The kafir can deny astaghfirullah, the Prophet wasallam. But even the kafir cannot deny death. Even the kafir cannot deny death. So the Quran brings in death as an argument for the religion. I'm not worshipping your false gods. I'm worshipping the God that will cause you to die. This is the reality of what religion brings to the table. What religion does is that it teaches us life doesn't finish with death. And when we remind ourselves to think of death, it's not so that we become morbid, it's not so that we become depressed, it's so that we understand that our transitory life will come to an end and our eternal life, the ultimate life, will begin. So we prepare for that ultimate life. The life of the hereafter, that is the real life. Our Prophet told us, Frequently think of that which is going to destroy all of your pleasures. Frequently think. Always think about death. And why should we think about death? So that we live a productive life. The purpose of thinking about death, as I said, is not to become morose or sad or to go into some depression. No. When we realize that we are going to leave this world, we have to start thinking, well, what am I doing? What's going to happen? Am I ready? And subhanAllah, brothers and sisters, wallahi, we should be thinking about this. When was the last time you closed your eyes and you visualized seeing the angel of death come to you? You know, there's only two scenarios. There's only two scenarios when the angel of death comes. And by the way, every one of us, we have an angel of death that has been assigned our soul. The angel of death that has been assigned to you will take your soul. There is an angel that is assigned to us. And Allah Azza has tasked him with the responsibility for taking our soul. There's only two scenarios. The first scenario, and we seek Allah's refuge from going down this path. As soon as the person sees the angel of death, he says, قَالَ رَبِّ رجعون. Give me one more chance, Ya Rabb. لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فيما تركت. I promise, I promise, I will be a good person. Just give me one more chance and I promise you, you're not going to see the same me. Kalla, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. إِنَّهَا كَلِمَةٌ هُوَ قَائِلُهَا Allah's decree has come down. وَمِنْ وَرَائِهِمْ بَرْزَخٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ And now the barzakh will begin until the day of judgment. Because even the barzakh is not eternal. Then there is the day of judgment after that. That is the first scenario. And the second scenario is what? إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاؤُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ You know when we see the angel of death, all of us will be 
terrified. The mu'min and the kafir. But you see, the mu'min, that terror will be a millisecond. Just for a fleeting millisecond. Why? Because as soon as he sees the angel and he realizes what's going to happen, because all of us should be aware, there is that one millisecond between this life and the next. When we're alive, but we know we're going to die. There's going to be that time frame. We might think of it as an eternity, but for outsiders, it's a millisecond. When we see the angel, our Prophet told us this, by the way. He said to us that the reason why the eyes of the mayyit, of the dead, are always looking up is because they see the ruh as it comes out. You are literally going to watch your own ruh, and that's why it's going to be pointing upwards. Now, in that millisecond, you cannot communicate with anybody else. In that millisecond, millisecond, by the way, for our time frame, we don't know for the person dying might look like hours or whatnot. We don't know. But for us, is that millisecond. In that millisecond, you see the angel of death. And you might be immediately scared. But then those angels, our Prophet said, they're going to be angels of sakina, of peace. Their mere presence brings you calmness and comfort. You will see them majestic, tall, beautiful. You will see them smiling. You will see them and they will have perfume and shrouds. And what are they going to say? Yes, you're going to be scared. Of course, you're going to be scared. It is a different world. Alimul ghayb. You're entering the next stage. As soon as you see them, what are they going to say? La takhafu. Don't be scared. What are you going to do when you see these beautiful, majestic creatures smiling, perfume, and you can see how beautiful they are, and they're telling you, don't worry, don't worry. Don't be scared. We're going to take care of you. We took care of you before, we'll take care of you now. Can you imagine? Which one do you want? Which scenario do you want? And by the way, dear Muslims, our scholars say, generally speaking, people die doing that which they love. People die doing that which they love. In which state will moth take over me or you? How do you want to be when the angel of death comes? We want to be saying the kalima. We want to be doing that which is noble. We seek Allah's refuge from ever the angel of death coming when we're doing something ignoble. We want to be upon thabat. How will that happen? يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Allah will give you that thabat. And subhanAllah, you know, I lived in Medina for a decade. Wallahi, every few days or weeks, and especially during Hajj season, we would hear of stories, and I witnessed myself, of somebody passing away in sajda, passing away right after Hajj. You think that's a coincidence? You think somebody can predict that? Somebody can ask for that and it happens? Wallahi, this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a gift. I've witnessed this and been around people like this. As soon as they do hajj and they come to the haram or they come to the medina and they say their salah and khalas, bismillah, they're gone. That is not something that you can get. It's a gift from Allah. Why did they get that? How did they get that? يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ They're thinking about it. They want it. They may even make dua for it. And then Allah Azza wa Jal blesses them with that. This is what it means to prepare. I don't know when I'm going to die, how I'm going to die. Neither do you. But we have to prepare for that time. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a good death. Seek refuge in Allah from an evil death. Be prepared for the angel of death. And then afterwards as well, as we're all aware, during the journey towards the qabr, 
we are told both the mu'min and the kafir are aware their perceptions are there now that you've seen the angel you have a premonition as for the mu'min he's eager to get into the qabr he knows his qabr is going to be a place of light a place of perfume he knows he's going to see the greenery he knows he has good deeds waiting for him the quran is going to be there to give him light his salah will give him shadow his good deeds are going to greet him as our prophet sallallahu said when the mu'min is put in the qabr an entity comes that is beautiful that is handsome that is calming his presence is calming and the mu'min says who are you your presence is bringing me comfort and this entity says i am your good deeds you were preparing for this now i am here with you i am your good deeds here with you to be with you to give you comfort you're not going to be alone i'm here with you until the actual qiyamah takes place and while he's in the qabr our prophet said a window will be open and he will see his palace in jannah waiting for him he will see all the beautiful trees he will hear the birds he will do everything he will say ya rab make the judgment quick so that i can enter my house this is the one that is the mu'min and the opposite we're all aware we seek allah's refuge the opposite the qabr is a very terrifying place our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said and he has seen what he has seen you know what he said it's a scary hadith i have never seen anything except that the qabr is more terrifying than it i have never seen anything and what did he not see he saw heaven and hell he saw malik the angel in charge of hell he saw punishments when he went to Isra wa Mi'raj. And yet what did he say? مَا رَأَيْتُ مَنْذَرًا قط. I've never seen anything except that the qabr terrifies us more. We, have to, we don't want to go down that route. Our Prophet himself sought refuge from the adab and from the fitna and from the zulma and from the diq, the darkness and the, the, the tightness of the qabr. He sought refuge from that because the one who doesn't have any good deeds, that qabr is going to be dank. Narrow, dark, constricted. We seek Allah's refuge from that. And on top of that, an entity will come, filthy, corrupted, smelling. And the man will say, Woe to you, what are you? Your presence is terrifying. And he will say, I am the deeds you sent forward to this day. This is your preparation. I'm here with you. And Allah will then open up a door to Jahannam. And he's going to see exactly where he's going to go. And he's going to say, Ya Rabb, never allow Qiyamah to come. But his dua means nothing. It will come. Because Qiyamah is also, Dear Muslims, as we're finishing Ramadan, and we have two days left, three days left, subhanAllah, who amongst us here will be here next Ramadan? Who knows? Who can guarantee that? There will come a time when this Ramadan, next Ramadan, some Ramadan will be our last Ramadan. This is the Sunnah of Allah. You, Ya Rasulullah, will die and they will all die. And those verses came down and everybody who heard them the first time are gone. And the second time, and the third, and the tenth, and the fortieth, and the sixtieth generations between us and the Prophet are around fifty generations. They're all gone. And this verse has been recited by our grandparents. Now it is being recited by us. Eventually it will be recited by our grandchildren. You, Ya Rasulullah, will die and all of them will die. We never gave any human being immortality. If you, Ya Rasulullah, will die, do they think they're going to live forever? If you are going to die, do they think they're going to live forever? So 
we come to the end of this month and we don't know how many more Ramadans we have. We don't know when or where the angel of death will come. But we need to be prepared for any time. We need to be prepared so that when that angel comes, we hear the good news from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyatuham nasul mutma'inna. That's what I want, that's what you want. We want to hear that voice. Oh, you peaceful, restful soul. Now your time in this earth is over. Irji'i ila rabbiki. Go back, your Lord is waiting for you. Your Lord is waiting for you. Radiyatan. He is pleased with you. Mardiyya. He is more than happy at what you have done. That's the good news I want to hear and you want to hear. The only way we'll get that news. The only way is if we are constantly preparing for that day. And that's what my advice to myself and all of you is. Look at yourself and your station and maqam. Look at how you are in front of your Lord. Look at how much you've prepared, what you've stand forward, what legacy you're leaving behind. And it is never too late to change until we see the angel of death. Once we see the angel of death, then there is no chance to change. So take advantage of the time that we have. Turn over a new leaf. Return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Live a productive life thinking of death. Don't go morbid. Don't become sad. No, we're all going to leave. The purpose of thinking of death is to live a more productive life. That's what Allah wants from us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the best of all deaths. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah causes us to return to him when he is pleased and happy with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the angel of death one of the angels of mercy for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us thabat when munkan and nakir come and we can answer the questions with firmness and with the correct answer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our graves a vast, a lighted, a beautiful garden from the gardens of paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause us to live as Muslims, to die as mu'mins and to be resurrected with the prophets and the martyrs and the siddiqeen and and what a noble companionship they are. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.